Hello, everyone. Welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 35. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver from God's Internet Church Ministries. Uh, we do a live broadcast online every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. And I'm going to give you a little bit more details about that so it would be easier to find. Uh, plus, this is an extension of that ministry. This is God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 35. If you know, if you watch, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know what kind of thing that God puts on my heart to share with you to help a lost and dying world come to Christ and bring people who's going through trials and tribulation come to know Christ too. And I noticed that we had a little bit of up in views today. I appreciate that. Like I said, I don't count the views. I count the views only to show as encouragement to me how many people that God reached with the gospel of for this thing. See, I view views as as a thing that God wanted this to go to. And I view it as a as an encouragement for me that people are listening. I don't view it to stay on the air or stop the podcast, no. Because the loyal listeners, for a while I was just having one listener. But I'm uh, gaining but I do encourage you to share not because of ratings, but share this podcast with people that if it's a blessing to you, so they can get the same blessings that you're getting. And the same help that maybe you're getting from the Bible. Okay. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about, we're going to share a song, um, a worship song, before we get into it, just to set the mood. Then we're going to do a Bible study on being meek and mild. And that comes from the book of J.P.B. B. Phillips for this day. And it's a devotional book. And there's three thoughts that I want to share with you there. Then we'll do our prayer request time. And again, if there's a prayer request time, um, I think there is a way to share that on this platform. But if not, I'll find out. Uh, or you could go to God's Internet Church, type it in. And uh, visit the group and post in it, you know, a question. Or you can go to um, for prayer requests. Then let me know that we got prayer requests there. All right. Now, we're going to start with this song. And it is called, Jesus, I Need You, and We Need Him Every Day. So let's listen. God won't let you get in a situation if He hasn't... Song in the night, and 
hallelujah oh hallelujah what a prayer what a song that's our that should be our prayer every day to remember what Christ has done for us Christ has been before us Christ has been behind us Christ has been our love the love of our lives Christ has been <laughs> excuse me for my uh, elegies but Christ has been our mercy he gives us mercy and love and he fights for us every day we need more of that hallelujah we need more of that and he's willing to do it as long as you're living the way you're supposed to live because if not he'll allow things to, like we learned a little bit yesterday to come against us but he does that to get us back onto the right track and sometimes he does that to um tell the devil to show the devil that he's going to lose in over our lives but the thing is the devil's thick-headed and he's not going to get around he's not going to listen so he's thick-headed all right we're going to open up in prayer and we're going to start our bible study um dear heavenly father we ask you to take a coal off seven's altar and anoint these lips of clay lord let every word i say be your word and not mine I ask you in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, if you got your Bibles with you, I want you to go to the book of Matthew. That's in the New Testament, just in case you don't know. The book of Matthew, first book of the New Testament. Book of Matthew, chapter number 5. And we're going to read verses 1 through 5. But but the, the verse we're going to be talking about is verse 5. But we're going to read verses 1 through 5. And it's from the Beatitudes. Which, in other words, this is what God wants us to be. The Beatitudes. Okay? Stuff that he... How he wants us to live. Okay? <coughs> Starting in verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountains, and went. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, what does this tell us? Is this, and I'm going to look up the definition for Google real quick. What is the definition of meek? What is the definition of meek? Here's the definition of meek, quiet, gentle, and easily imposed on, submissive. Quiet, gentle, easy to impose on. Now, 
I didn't forget just in case you thought, oh, Pastor Ron forgot to look up his, do his homework. No, I didn't. I meant Google to do this. So, it would come off that you know I'm looking up on looking it up for you. Meek means quiet, gentle, and easy, imposed on, submissive. I and then here's the here's a way you could use it. I used to call her Miss Mouse because she was meek and mild. Okay? So it's patient, it's long suffering, and it's gentle. Okay, and it's easy. <clears throat> That's the type of person that God wants you to be. A gentle, easy, kind, submissive to his will person. Okay? But you know what? In the world, sometimes us Christians ain't like that. Alright? But that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. And it's called, today, it's called meek and mild. Now, both words were in there. Mild was in the use of the sentence that they had. It's me in there. And I looked up mild earlier. It means, you know, what this, 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 as a, a thing. What does the word mild mean? Here's the definition of mild. A unit of linear measure. Wrong thing. All right. Moderate in types of degree and effective or force. Far from extreme. A mild weather storm. Okay. So it's calm. Okay. It's calmer than what other things are. Like, you know, people who live on this earth, they got an explosive thing that you're ready to run. Like right now, we're dealing with her brother, her brother, my brother in law, on the estate here. And right now, we feel that he's trying to get one over on us and because he keeps changing the conditions of us living here. And then he wants to blame us because we're still here because they lost money to sell the house. But he wanted us to stay here to watch the house. So, And then he's getting explosive on us. And when I'm not around, he treats his, his sister like a dog. Okay? And that's why I try to be around every time he comes. You know, we've been praying that God helps us all see things eye to eye. And yet, would we like to keep this house that we're living in? Yes, because it's her mother's house. He don't want nothing to do with it. But he's trying to tell us some things that is this enough truth that it was believable. But... I think some of it he's embellishing and I think they're to some kind of point that's what he said is going to have to kind of happen but 
but it's not exactly the way he the painting he was painting. Okay, because there's other avenues he's not thinking about. Because once we, if we move out of this house, he'll lose the insurance on the house because they'll have no occupant in it. And the court don't want that to happen. Because it's a case of vandals. So, see, there's all kinds of different things that he's not considering. And anyways, he's being a blistering wind. He's not being meek and he's not being mild, but he's not a Christian. But God wants us to be like Jesus. Jesus was meek. Jesus was mild. We have it one time that Jesus was angry. And that's when he went into his father's house and the tax collectors and everything were trading in the sanctuaries themselves. And he flipped the things over. Now that was okay. Sometimes as a Christian, we need to get a little mad. But we got to do it in a way of love. Alright? Jesus did that for the love of his nation. He couldn't believe and the disrespect they showed him and God in their temple. Alright? That's one place, unless there's an offering taking up, that's one place money really shouldn't be handled in the sanctuary part. Alright? Now, we learn now that meek and mild is a person that God wants us to be. So what I'm going to do now is read J.B.'s Phillips uh, writing that we normally do and explain what I think he was trying to tell us and then I'm going to go through three things how that we can be this mild and meek Christian. Alright? Okay. It says, meek and mild, it is a thousand pities that the word child ha has so few words that rhymes with it, appropriate for a hymn. But this is, for this is precisely of, of language we might have been spared, the couplet that handed hundreds of thousands must have learned in their childhood. Gentle Jesus, meek and mild, look upon a little child. Okay? But perhaps it was not the stringentness of the verse making that led the writers to apply the word mild to Jesus Christ. For there is a in another children rhyme, and this time at the beginning of the line. Christian children all must be my obedient good as he. Alright? So why mild? Why meek? I'm going to add that to his question. And that's what his question was. Why mild and why meek? He wanted you guys to think of that. And that was the end of what he wrote. So what I did, I took it a step farther and find out what the Bible wants for us to be meek and mild. And why we should. And what three things particularly we should. Well the first one. There is four. Is that we read. We need to be meek. Because the meek will inherit. Blessed are the meek. For they inherit the earth. In other words. We'll be coming back in that thousand year reign. With Christ. With the new Jerusalem. We'll be able to go back and forth. 
which is another Bible study that talks in the book of Revelation about us being, you know, we can, we're going to be down here helping Christ when he's reigning over the millennial age of a thousand years down here as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, which he is now. But, and during that time, we're going to be serving Christ and, and things that he's got us to be in charge of. But the world at this time is going to be forced with an iron rod by Christ to serve him. And there won't be no deaths. Or anything during this thousand years. Alright. So they kind of got to earn their salvation. And they're taking. God. Jesus and God. Is going to be taking away. The human choice. At this point in their lives. And then after a thousand years. They'll be given another choice. To serve me. Or not. And they'll end up in the fiery pits of hell. If they choose not to. All right, but we're getting way off track here because I'm preaching that you won't get left behind in the rapture to go through this. And this is why I do this podcast because I want to see you in heaven. I don't know who you are. I don't know who the hundred listeners are. 103 listeners today I looked up are. The three that, I mean, I know I have a loyal one listener and once in a while I get some more and I keep, you know, keep coming back. But I want to see you in heaven. I want you to realize when you get there, well, that's the one that was doing the podcast. Yeah, you may not see me either, but I have a feeling God would know. Bear witness with my spirit. My spirit bear witness with you. And I'll know why you made it to heaven. And you'll know, and you know, and there's a song out there that says, thank you. And you thank me for helping. But you know what? I'm not in it for the glory. I'm not in it for the blessing. I'm in it to keep, keep, bring people, the witness, to bring people to Christ. This is why I'm in it. Then help them along the way. This is why I'm in it. This is the mission that God called me on. All right? But to do this, especially as a pastor, you got to be meek and you got to be mild. Now, now, am I saying that we can't, we got to let people run over us? No. Okay? But for the most part of our lives, people are watching you. People are watching you serve your Lord. If you profess to be a Christian, you got the, uh, the, um, Bible in the back seat of your windows. You got stickers on the car. You got bumper stickers saying Christ. You got the fish. They're watching your actions. If you go and do things you shouldn't be doing appropriately with on the road. With people you work with, you profess to be a Christian. They see how you, if you listen to that dirty joke. Or they see how you got mad and you rave and rant and rave. And let me tell you something, saints. We all need someone to talk to. But we got to be meek and mild about not hateful. And let me tell you, I've heard some Christians be so hateful about some things that it's sad. I had I had a um, guy where I used to work, a boss, that I think he kept me on my toes. And he, he was Catholic, I think. And I don't know if he was a practicing Catholic. When I mean a practicing Catholic, someone that goes to mass. I don't know if he did. He lived a sinful life, but 
They believe that they can live simple, go ask the priest for forgiveness, they do penance, and they, you know. But you know, that ain't way the, the way salvation is supposed to work. And I'm not saying that Catholics won't be in heaven, because they will. Alright? But I think the true Catholics that ask Jesus, believe that Jesus is the Messiah, and serve him. Okay? Um will make it to heaven. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get mad at me. I'm not saying that anyone Catholic religion is wrong. I'm not saying that. Okay? Because you guys got a form of godliness. And you serve the God that we serve. Okay? Now, I don't want to get beaten down in it. I'm not trying to disrespect Catholics. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. I see things a little, you know... There's some things that in your religion that you do that we don't do. And there's some things we do that you don't do. But that don't mean you're not going to make it to heaven. Alright? That wasn't what my purpose is. But my purpose is we got to learn to be meek and mild. And I he used to get my goat. But then God spoke to me one day. You got to learn to calm down and be meek and mild. And trust me. Okay? So I did that. But then one day I had to be bold because we got talking about the Ouija board and how evil it is. And my boss, I was helping someone, was asking me about it because I think that she was scared about it. And and she and something was going on. And I was, on, I was, you know, counseling her on it. And basically, basically... That boss came over and says, this is a game. And then he got so frustrated with me. He says, okay, I'll release those demons in your car. I said, go ahead. My God is bigger than that, those demons. He never bothered me again. See, so sometimes we had to be bold and stick up for ourselves. But we got to do it mildly and gently. Just like Jesus or meekly. Just like Jesus always did. Now, like I said, there's three situations and we're going to have to... See how God goes here. Uh, 1 Timothy is our first one. 1 Timothy. Chapter number 3. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 3. And it says, this is, this is a true saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not giving no wine, not given to wine, nor strikers, not greedy or filthy, rural, but patient, not brawler, but not covetous. So basically, this is a qualification for a bishop, okay? But I believe this is a qualification of, for serving in the church, okay? You want an office and serving in the church, you have to have these things. Not necessarily a wife, but if you do, you need to have these things. I believe as a pastor, believe as an assistant pastor, believe as a deacon, I believe as a board member, I believe as a Sunday school teacher, so on. You got to have these things. You shouldn't be drinking wine. At least 
you know, where it's going to be foolish or teaching people. And you definitely shouldn't be drinking it before you go to the services of the church. In other words, this bishop or this pastor or this Sunday school teacher or a board member, wine can make you, your mind, alter your mind where you're not thinking straight and stuff and you shouldn't be making decisions of that kind of thing. So really, you should be staying away from the wine, the beer, or the alcohol. All right? But mainly... It says, not to be greedy or filthy or lure, but patient. Patient. In other words, we got to be meek and mild. Because let me tell you, you're going to have people, and I've had this. I had this flack on the, um, online a few years ago. I preached a sermon on God was our gift for our Valentine's Day. And it was basically on the salvation message. And yes... I will admit it didn't happen on Salvation Sunday. It happened that was around the Christmas time era. But I was trying to tell them as the I was having a sermon of what Christ did for you as a love over 2,000 years ago, a dying on the cross. And I was in, inspiring it with Valentine's Day, which is the month of love. And I had this guy come at me so hard that I finally said, we got to agree to disagree. I was meek. I was mild. I didn't go into it because people in the group that I shared it would have saw it and other comments would have saw it in the other groups too. So I basically backed off and said, we got to agree to disagree. And I think that person still listens to me, but he don't say much. He hasn't said nothing else. So we got to, if we want to have office of doing something for God in the church, we got to be meek, we got to be mild, and we got to be focused. Okay? Because the devil will come in like a thud and attack you. Now, the second verse I want to share you is Titus 3. Titus, the book of Titus. It's right after the book of 2 Timothy. And it's Chapter number 3, and we're going to look at verse 2. Start in verse 1, but the first 2 is going to be the, the, the verse that we're sharing. It says, Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers to obey magistrates, be, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawler, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. Okay, we got to be kind. We got to put the things that belong in the principality of where the principality is, where the devil's realm is. And we got to obey the laws of the land and the laws of God and be ready for every good work. That means we got to read the Bible, we got to study it, and we got to live it. Okay? We can't speak no evil, which is gossip. We got to get away from gossip. We can't be a fighter. Now, sometimes you might, you know, if you're being attacked, you might have to fight back. But Jesus never fought back. He was whipped, he was stripped, he was, you know, he could have fought back, but he didn't. Okay? 
but we had to be mental and meekness in all men. Okay? Okay, so we learned that if we wanted to be the office, we got meek, meekness and kind. Now we learned that maybe as we're doing this, or we're serving Christ, we got to be meekness and helpful and not brawler. Because, you know, violence in the end, violence in the end, don't help nothing. It just hurts the your message. Alright. Go back to the Old Testament. Go to the book of Psalms. Chapter 141. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 6. But we're going to talk about verse 6 here. And it says, A Psalm of David, Lord, I cry unto thee. Make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice. When I cry unto thee, let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands as an evening sacrifice. Set a watch, o, o Lord, before my mouth and keep the door of my lips. Incline not the heart to, to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquities and let me not eat of their dainties. Let the righteous smite me, if shall be a kindness, and in, let him reprove me, it shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head, for yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. When their judges are overthrown in the stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. And what I believe here is that David was asking how to live, how to live for Christ. How to live for God in a world that don't serve God. By being meek, kind, watching what we say, not spreading gossip. And then in the end, the one that's trying to judge you will overthrow their thoughts about you, that's talk about that stony room, and accept you, and maybe even come now and willing to come to church because of your witness. People are watching you, and we need to be ready to serve them, to serve God the way He wants, to bring them into the kingdom of God. We gotta be meek, we gotta be kind, we gotta be honest, we gotta be mild. And the reason we gotta do this so people see that you're different from this world because if you do stuff that is in the same of this world it's going to turn them off and they're going to say why do I need Christ you got to show the difference and I had to have some people come to me with everything is going on to you why are you so calm I would be tearing my house apart I would be probably killed myself already yes I've had some tough times but I know in the end that God's there and he helps me. See, I I go to Christ and I ask him to come into my heart and life and help him guide me. And real quick before we move on to the rest of the podcast, I want to give that I want to give that option to you 
We're already five minutes, four minutes over the podcast, but that's okay. I don't have a set time, but we're trying to keep it as a set time. But that's okay. God moves, God moves. And there's nothing wrong with that, okay? Um, you guys don't seem to mind if I do go over. So, we're going to take time now that maybe you're listening right now. And I said something that you want to get right with Christ. And I just want to share this prayer with you. Just repeat what I say. And if you mean it, you will come into Christ, the family of God. And Christ will be your brother and your savior. And he will help you. And then continue to listen as we mow, as God helps me, mow, you know, get you where you need to be. And this is what this podcast is all about. Bringing people, a lost and dying world to Christ. And helping them as they go on with Christ. Say this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness with your precious blood. I now accept you as my Savior. Help me live for you. Guide me. Help me listen and follow it. I ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer, I'd like to welcome you to the family of God. And hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us know in the comment sections on this device, on this platform. Because, you know, that way we can pray for you. All right, and now we're going to go to our prayer request, which you guys have been over with us many times. Um, well, some of you. My dad, he has an N O. He's part of the church group. Um, my dad has an aorta on his heart. I mean, a an aneurysm on his aorta of his heart. We need to pray that that goes away. Or stays and not grows. But he gets healthier. My mom just overcome surgery. She's doing okay. I talked to her yesterday. And she's doing good. She's sore. But she's not as... She's had more problems with her throat. Because of the tube that they had to have down her. But they worked that out okay. She's, you know, just recovering. Um, then my cousin Margaret. And her leg. And she just lost her mom recently. About four months ago. And we need to pray for her that, you know, with the loss of her mother and that she's trying to pack this house up with this leg and let everything go good with this leg. And then we got a friend named Lloyd that lives on the street where we do. He's got cancer, so we're praying for him that he gets over this. And he as we see him, he says he's doing a lot better, so we praise God for that. Um, for my friend Sean, he's like a brother to me. Um, we need to pray for an unspoken and his mom's hip Robin hip recovery. She had a couple hip surgery a few about a month ago, I think. I got to find out how she's doing when I talk to him. But unfortunately, he's going away. I won't have no contact with him for about a week. So we're gonna just pray, and you know, we'll see. Then I got to pray for us and our my brother-in-law Paul, and the situation that I shared during the thing about the estate and. And hopefully it can go easier and thing that he gives us the time we need. 
and not keep jumping us around and all kinds of stuff. Then there's a Paul in Georgia. He's my friend. He's not the same Paul. Um, you got to pray that I can get a hold of him. I've had a new number since I talked to him last. And life gets so busy. And he's the type of person who gets mad at me if I can't talk to him every day. But I can't talk to somebody every day. You know, because I have a wife. I have a ministry. You know, I get busy. But, you know, once or twice a week, you know. But he's having trouble with his back. And we and we're praying for his kid. Um going to school. She started PK grade, which is preschool, pre kindergarten. And he's worried about her getting corona, so we're praying that it has protection around her. And then for an unspoken for part of the ministry that another you know, arm of the ministry that God's showing me to do. But he has got there, he's still birthing in us. And then for the Sharon, my cousin, and her kids because of the loss of their father-in-law and grandfather. And then my aunt, Evelyn, um, passed away. And for us, the family, that God helps us with the grieving process. And then my other aunt, she worked so hard in her house trying to get some stuff done and cut the grass and, and all kinds. And the doctor basically told her, you know, you're not young anymore. But she in, she um, got information all the way throughout the body. And she's having trouble walking. It hurts. And she's on my grandma's walker. And uh, my grandma's worried about her. But I know, you know her body's just... It was violated by too much work and it needs rest. So it's going to take time for it to heal. So that's what we're going to pray for. And then we'll do our closing remarks. And so, dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to be with my dad, James Weaver, right now in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, to touch this aneurysm, fix whatever's wrong, Lord, and let it disappear or let it just stop growing, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with my mom's recovery. And let everything go the way you want it in this recovery. And Lord, I ask you to be with my friend, my cousin, Margaret, Lord. Not my friend, but she is my friend too. But I ask you to be with her leg as she's packing this house up, just like my wife has been doing a little bit. And help her with the loss of her parents. You know, she lost her dad a few years ago. She was still going through it. But now she's lost her mom. And give her the strength and the ability she needs to do. And Lord, mend some problems that's in the family, Lord, so they can grieve with this together. And Lord, I ask you to be with Lloyd and this cancer. I just ask you to continue with this chemo and letting it work. I just ask you to go inside and fix whatever this cancer is and touch and heal him, Lord. I ask you to be with my friend Sean. He's like a brother to me, Lord. I ask you to be with his unspoken and be with his mother, Lord, with hip surgery. Lord, uh, being recovered. And Lord, I ask you to be with my brother-in-law Paul and us, Lord Jesus, and help him, help him help us. Not, well, help him not be so of an attitude or bossy, but also let him understand that we are doing what we can do. And that's all we can do. 
and that we work maybe something out that maybe we can stay here for the winter because at this time it's kind of hard to find a place right now because a lot of people are not putting their things up right now but or that maybe he just comes and lets her have the house and take the rest of the land that the other lots that don't have nothing on it and sell it for him and Lord I just ask you to be with my friend Paul in Georgia and I ask you to be with his back and touch and heal him I ask you to be with his child as she goes to school but it has protection around her so she don't get coronavirus and help him help me find a way to get him so I can so he can get back and talking to us and get back on Facebook because some things happened I ask you be with this unspoken part of the ministry that you birthing in me and let it come to pass Lord when you're ready I ask you be with my cousin Sharon's and her kids and the loss of this father-in-law or ex-father-in-law for her and the grandfather for the kids and the whole family I just ask you to bless it and help them I ask you be with the family of my aunt Evelyn which is me part of that we lost her last week and we just help us through the grieving process and then I asked you to be with my aunt Denise which I believe was last week too maybe the week before she worked so hard in the house trying to get some things done because their their contractor they hired got hurt and he hurt his ribs and he he's not able to work right now and so they're trying to keep up on things and do things themselves and and it worked so hard that she worked her body so hard that it's got information all the way through. She can't walk without hurting. And she did something to her back, I guess, too. And so we're waiting. She, But the doctor basically says she will recover, but we got to wait for the healing to come. And now we're asking you to touch and heal her, Lord. And we ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Um, at this point, we're nine minutes over. I apologize for that, but we're going to close with our closing remarks. Uh, what have we learned here today? We learned here that we, as Christians, we got to live meek and mild lives. We can't be gossiping. We can't be mean. We can't be rude. I mean, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. But when we do, we need to ask God to forgive, forgive us. Okay? And we need a relationship with him. And we need to let him guide us. Okay. And. On that note. I'd like to say God bless you. Thank you for joining me this week. For God's Internet Church Podcast. Episode 35, 34 and 33. Um, yesterday is normally the normal day. That we do the podcast. But because of. Uh, we had the appointment today for my wife in fact I'm leaving the church office right after in a little while right after we get done um, we had to move our grocery days to another day because uh, the podcast use we would normally go today or tomorrow but I'm going out of town for tomorrow so we couldn't do it today because of the <coughs> because of the doctor's appointment my wife's got to go to here soon and so we had to do it yesterday so the podcast had to be moved today because I don't got no one that can cover for me right now but I'm praying about that and and we'll see what happens but on that note I like to say God bless you see you next time for 
God's Internet Church Podcast 36, which is Monday. And I like to say, love one another, help one another, be gracious to one another, be meek and kind and mild to one another and others. And have a good weekend. I like to say, God bless you. See you next time for God's Internet Church Episode 30, Podcast number 36. And join us Sunday on Facebook Live for for God's Internet Church service. Go to my website. My page is Ronald Weaver. You don't got my picture, but if the, there's a picture of me, I believe, standing behind a pulpit. Get that one, and you'll be able to see God's Internet Church live. And, and be part of the service. And if you send a friendship request, I will befriend you. And you could be part of the service that day because you will get it and see me online. On that note, if not, about 30 minutes to an hour later, go to God's Internet Church on Sunday, like 11, 11, 11.30. And God's Internet Church will have the new upload of the service if you want to watch it there. All you do is go to Facebook, type in God's Internet Church, and it will pop up. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you. See you next time for God's Internet Church, and may you have a blessed weekend.